Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Black Horror Humor. I am your host, Leah. We are on episode two of them. This is our recap of episodes four, five, six, maybe seven, depending on how much into the weeds we get into the episodes. But um, I am your host, Leah. I am joined by our host, Baylor, BTG for President, Ben the Great, and Drake, or Mr. D713. Uh, we watched uh, we watched them in its entirety. It was created by Little Martin and uh, produced by Lena Waithe on Amazon Prime. You, if you haven't already, go back and check out our first episode, which was one of our first bonus episodes that talked about episodes one, two, and three of them. In this episode, I am ready to get into it. Episode four, where we started off. Um, Baylor, do you recall episode four? No. Okay. I was just, I was like, I, but, was like, I don't want to call on you and then you don't yeah, remember because no, I, I feel like you don't. I don't recall. I don't recall. And I knew I was going to have an issue with this is because when I did watch, I watched it in like two days. So okay. I, so it was like a movie to me. Yeah. And the, yeah. and the, the only, the only episodes that actually stand out, which is, you know, the first, the first episode, obviously, episode three, and then nine and ten stand out. Okay, episode episode three, and we didn't talk about this part at the end of episode three for the first one. Um, was at the end of episode three, she's coming home from her husband's side of the family, and she's on the bus, and she saw this man, and because of her reaction to this man grabbing her and dragging her. Um, she, the bus driver said that, you know, he was gonna call the peoples to come and get her because she was acting wild or whatever, um, reacting to her situation being taken by this man and telling her that she needs to act crazy, but we'll get more into him as, as the uh, series progresses. Um, Which the, is a very important character, by the way. Huh? I said, which is a very important character, by the way. Yeah, because he, I think he, he does, he has his hand in a lot of the issues that the family experiences. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, episode four was day, was that day five or day six? Day six. Would you like to start with seeing a clip of it? Yes. The hay runs deep. But we're not going to school. Were you playing the radio, Daddy? No. Of course we're going to school. It's Gracie Jean's birthday. 
So we're leaving, and we're not paying fools or foolishness any mind, right? Walk straight to the car. Mind your teacher. Welcome back to them. So one person we didn't talk about in the first episode, which because there was a lot of lot of stuff to cover, but um, one of the one of the people that we did not talk about was Betty. Uh, right. Betty is the neighbor across the street. She's a woman who is uh, attempting to get her husband Clark to take a more firm action against the family because they are depreciating their value and making it uncomfortable for the whites to live in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, we know Betty's. We, they're currently known as Karen's. Um, what did you think about her character in the series? It would be hard for her to live down this road. She did a great job. She did a great job acting. Okay. Like, I hated her. All right. I absolutely hated her because it was realistic. Um, I think we touched on it, I think, in some of these episodes um, from, if we're especially if we're covering Severin, Seven, Hurt People Hurt People. But she just baby girl just lost in the sauce, and she she doesn't have a life of her own, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And she's making sure to make time to make these people life horrible, mm-hmm. like and, and that's what Karen's all about. That Betty's just going out of your way to make people uncomfortable and unhappy for whatever reason, because mm-hmm. you're unhappy with your life, and. Think it may have been. I, I might have to keep playing if this is the episode, but I know it's one episode that I think we have soon. The mama oh, yeah. slapped, slapped the shit out of Betty, and it felt good. Felt good, but I, as far as the actress role, man, you know, I think we talked about it before. Um, when someone play a racist role and they do such a good job, it's like kind of typecast to that now buddy you know and that's how i feel with this person it's going to be hard for me to see her in a different role because i'll be consistently thinking about how well you did in this one right well i mean the one thing that uh about it is that um on paper it seems like she has everything but in reality behind closed doors uh she has a terrible life that she covers up, like you said, by by being in control of she's in control of her marriage. You know what I mean? And 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 her husband, who has like an even kill, you know what I'm saying? A very nonchalant attitude, uh, even though he can be an asshole, um, you know, is looked at as probably, you know, a leader when it comes to that neighborhood. Um, but it's one of those you you can see he he's dealing with challenges you know i'm not saying that he's with us because he's not but he wasn't fully with them yeah. you know what i mean he was more passive in the situation because very very passive because of his secret his own his secret his own little situation yeah, absolutely absolutely right. right and so he knew like to me it felt like he knew in the back of his head what's going on is wrong because if I was to be open about my lifestyle, I would be in the same situation as them. Yeah. You know what I mean? At the same time, because of who I am and my background and the neighborhood that I'm a part of, birds together, you know, basically, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you're guilty by association Mm -hmm. and your association card is your skin color. Yeah. You know, um, so it was interesting that that's like a spin to the, to the whole show in general is that the different storylines outside of the main, cause even to me, like Drake has said before, 
this is to me is more of a drama than a horror, which is crazy that we focused on more of the racism than the horror. You know what I mean? Because if you take the racism out of this movie, there was a couple of parts that I probably would have jumped on or I would have paid more attention to. But because we were so triggered by the events that was going on towards them, it's like the horror was just ad-libs at that point. You know what I mean? So. Mm. Okay. I can see, cause I, cause what I, what I looked at it as, I think because the first three episodes didn't have as much horror, I didn't realize what I was watching. And because I watched it as a horror for the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. And then as um, the, toward the end of episode three, um, I started to see some of the horror and leaned into that and saw the racism as a backdrop because there were so many threads, like you said, that were being pulled and storylines that were being followed. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're this guy who has another lifestyle mm-hmm. is married to a woman who wants to maintain control because her dad and the other the other dads were um nasty huh nasty <laughs> i wasn't gonna say nasty i was gonna say the founders of the neighborhood oh, okay. and because they founded the neighborhood they were like my dad built this this is ours is that entitlement that makes it um, it's not it's not necessarily racism because you can be racist and be over there and leave me alone. But when you feel like you have an entitlement to what I have or to my life or my life now has no value because of what you feel you're entitled to, for example, they say they have they they act like they have an entitlement to that house. So they can so anything in the house is a plaything to them that's dangerous mm-hmm. so i feel like in like we see how a lot of that pressure plays in the into the house um one of the other things and i'll, and I'll let you go drake about um about your your thoughts on um on um betty boo yeah betty I thought I spoke. Man, I hate Betty. I hate her. Like, I I really dislike her. Like, if we're talking about the character, you never wish for people to die, but you know these type of people, like this personality, I don't wish anything. I pray to God. I hope God protects my spirit and my heart and my thoughts. Um, you know, from me thinking like this, but it's not pleasant. You know. It's just because you mean evil. That's the best way I can put it. And she threw and through. She was evil. Um, to my opinion, I, she was the once again. We said it, she was a ringleader. She was the one. Other than the little, um, the tiny, tiny penis guy um, mm-hmm. that you know, y'all know who I'm talking about. Um, the one other one talking noise. He was right behind her. But Betty, I'm glad everything that's coming to her, she deserved it. But if y'all don't mind, I want to share one of my... His name was Marty Dixon. Marty. uh, Fuck Marty. Excuse my language, y'all. But this right here, this scene right here. Woo! Woo! I loved it. What do you call this? A start. Cross too flamboyant? I'm sure I don't know what you mean. My children had to see that. Whose fault is that? This place is my, our home. I think it's important a person knows her place. If it were me, I can't imagine living somewhere I wasn't wanted. All alone. We're all alone right now. be over before they make it off their lawns. Is that a threat? I'm sure I don't know what you mean. Bets, everything okay? Just fine, sweetie. Just fine. 
Why would you live somewhere you're not wanted? Seriously. Sunshine. Jasmine in the air. It's growing on me. Not a family to consider. See there? You found the answer all by yourself. I wouldn't want my children growing up. Good thing you don't have any. Amazing. Isn't it? Find someplace else to live, Mrs. Emery. Because this is as good as it's going to be for you. And it'll never be quite this good again. You know, the good thing about being neighbors, Mrs. Wendell, she know where to find me. Again, good job with the music too. Mm-hmm. That was a start. That was like, like that. Oh, like okay, stand your ground, sister. Let it be known. And it, it and once again, it continues shows. Even though once again, she sees everything that's going on with her, but she has other shit that is still affecting her because they don't know her whole story, and that's the whole thing about it. She's still fighting. She's trying to keep it together. But all like this stuff right here, the the mammy dolls and the nooses, this is a lot. If if y'all woke up tomorrow and saw this in your yard or in front of your complex, like in front of your door, what what, what would be your reaction? You know? And today? Today. Oh, that's a that's a totally different story. We said tripping. Today. I'm Back leaving. Then. Like, what are you? What are you talking like, about? Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, Leah, you're leaving. I'm leaving. And Bailey, you said tripping. Oh uh, yeah. I don't, I don't have a. I don't have a family to consider. I feel you. I feel you. I don't have. I don't have a. You know, it's a hate. A hate crime has because that's essentially a hate crime. Oh, it is. Uh, it is. A, there's. There's no way I'm going to be comfortable in staying now i may come back with protection but there's no way that i'm going to stay the night if i woke up to that no that's the wisest thing to do that's that's not that's not what's happening um i i think that the during these during this this grouping of episodes um it's really interesting to see the interactions play out in between the family and their new surroundings, between the daughters and their schoolmates, going to school, being in class, um, the husband and his aggressions at work with, you know, being whistled at or snapped at across the room um, as if he's a child or a dog and beckoned by the boss to come over and being condescended to, it makes it feel like he, yes, the boss and, and fetching a step in. Uh, while the while the manager just kind of toys with him playing the power card because he knows he can't. Yeah. Oh man. And when the, the eldest is at school, the eldest daughter is at school, when her demon comes to effect or the illness comes, it's it's that to be accepted that many young men and women um experience how do i become popular how do i become like why don't people like me you know how do i get involved they, looking for a friend around their age up here hey welcome to 2021 because they hey. still doing that shit yeah. straight up especially yeah. we have social media now we got people shaving off or tearing off one eyebrow but i digress um it's to the <laughs> it is it, but that's what people do but even back then if you didn't have the access to some social media and things and you just had to be around nothing but nothing but white people that disapproved of you just because you're black just because you're black once again just because you're black it could drive your ass insane it could really push you to the point that you know what she was doing is you know we'll get into that soon but 
that's why some kids may go to the measure of taking their own life. It's really difficult out here, you know, and I empathize with them. I couldn't, once again, I, I've been in it. I've been in, I've, I've been at predominantly white schools where I try to fight for acceptance and then I have to end up just fighting period, you know, it, it, that's the experience. Let, let, me stop, let, let me stop you before you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. Oh, I was you finished. Know, that was it. You know what's crazy is that I had the total opposite experience of you. To where I went to high school oh, trust predominantly me. black and Hispanic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there was no, I didn't have to fight for anything. We didn't have to now don't get we've had racial tension amongst the blacks and the Hispanics, but nothing compared to having racial tension with white folks. Because uh, again, the culture that was created inside Southern California was different to where even if we did have racial tension with the Hispanics, we will also join forces with them if there was some type of racial battle with white folks and we didn't go to school with white kids. Bailey, ba- ba- you just don't know how often you and I have talked about this though. I talk about you often, you and Noemi. I'll talk about y'all because when I hear y'all experience that y'all, y'all didn't come in contact with white people until later into y'all life, like large scale no, no, white. No, no. It wasn't that we didn't come in contact with white folks till later on, because we did. We've always been in contact with white folks. We never lived in the same neighborhoods or went to the same schools. That, that's what I mean. Once again. So, but but we would, but the thing is, we knew once we went to the mall, because Los Angeles is very diverse, not South Central. I, I'm, I'm not talking Inglewood about mall. When, I, when I'm talking about, actually, when y'all talking about going to school or even in your neighborhoods, not when y'all go out. No, but, that's, but, 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 but if you ask, if you ask certain black people, that's from my uh, generation or or my the time period I was in middle school or high school, there's certain high schools outside the skirts of South Central where there are white kids that attend school. Yeah, and I believe you. Pu- I believe pu- you. But, pu- but, public, but, public schools. But I'm talking about on an individual basis. That's what I mean. Because I've since doing the the my everything culture on the other podcast, I find it so unique because once again. Um, I, I talk about my niece. I never forget when I took her to Chuck E. Cheese and she was, her head, she was blown. She was legit in the middle of Chuck E. Cheese. Like, Uncle Brandon, where did all these white people come from? Wow. Like, she was like blown away. That I'm like, and I had to go to my sister. I'm like, where you be taking her? You know, <laughs> how she ain't used to this. But once again, I, that's, she was very around Afrocentric people. You know, a community that she didn't really go out. You know, they everything was in the community so when i took it when she came to my hometown when i was still in high school at the time and i took it to the hometown chicken cheese she saw a large amount of white people and she was thrilled and not saying that y'all like a throw but within a, the school system there's a situation that these kids are dealing with i dealt with that that right. being laughed at for being like the t- in the t- man i got into a fight with a dude a boy for calling me a nigga white boy the fucking police took his side the police like you shouldn't let words hurt you that's what i would never forget that a day in my life you shouldn't let yeah. words bother you uh, we wouldn't i don't i, I wouldn't know this, i'm a kid i'm I in the sixth I, grade I would, bro <laughs> you can feel, feel me I, I wouldn't know that experience but even what i'm trying to say is even with the high schools that did have uh, whites and blacks that attended the same school, there was still no racial tension because we blew. Bam. You know what I mean? So it's Look different. up the history of Robert E. Lee and John Tyler in Tyler, Texas, man. I do like it used to be race wars. They used to run out. I didn't even know into they used to run out on the field with the rebel with the Confederate flag for um when they scored a touchdown when they played the black school. That was the flag they ran out with. And that's why when you hear about these people that we fighting to change the names of these schools and shit, this is why it's the history because of the racism. Yeah. So what these little girls dealing with right here, that and that once again with this 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 series, it hits hard for me because I I empath I feel it. 
they, I, they did a good job pulling that feeling together. But I feel it. You feel me when your not only your 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 peers, but your teachers, the faculty, the faculty is against your well being too. And your parents go have to do when and once again my aunt used man when I my, this is when my mom and grandma my grandma and grandpa used to tell me you cannot hang even though I was you cannot do the same thing your white friends do. That was told to me at a very young age. Very young age. I, I I said it all the time, man. You cannot play the way they play. You can't talk the way they talk. You y'all can be cool, and I'm not saying, and, but you got to you you got to be strong. You got to be better, and you got to be more cautious. Simple as that. So I, it was like you you you're trained <laughs> at a young age, and that talk that he had with his daughters before leaving that house. That that. That's not normal, but that's normal to us. Same thing we're dealing with right now. So, and and I find it, and I, I I'm not nice. I just find it like beautiful and unique. That man, what if I didn't ever have to experience that a day in my life? You know what I mean? Yeah. That man having a white, not only having a white boy, but like you see these teachers doing these all microaggressions, especially right now with social media. They feeling confident, and now it's being recorded. That's been happening been happening ain't nothing new it's just now it's being recorded will smith said recently man racism has been here y'all it's not it's, you can, it's on camera now it's on social media you just see it more but it's been here so that's why i say with this film with this series let's get it's extremely triggering extremely triggering man and they did but they do a good job of it from the little girl to the high schooler like and having white friends and you look up man i wish i could bring on like some more people that talk about how you have some white friends in high school or in middle school you grew up with and now all this stuff is happening and now you're like damn you that's how you really feel about us well uh leah you different bailey you different and i used to know the fuck i'm not i am not different i am not different don't ever get it twisted i am not different that is me I don't give a fuck what's happening. That's me right there. Oh, that would never be you. What do you? Man. What do you mean that would never be me? And and, and but the, once again, unfortunately, you want that acceptance. You, it, it's just it's human nature until you get around people that look like you that really accepts you. That that and that that's what it's like. And it's not every time. It may not be the ones that look like you. Sometimes you know, it could be it could be the white people that accept you. Be, you eat this, you, you may push some things aside to be accepted by them and that's what as long as we get to the episode in a second but it's, what, it's what i wanted to talk about was the uh the father goes to was told in the elevator that there was a meeting that uh, or a business meeting that was going to be boring and that he didn't have to be there so the manager was just like oh you know take the half day Martin. and he decides to show up anyway to introduce himself to the head person, to the director. And the director was not made aware that they hired a black engineer. Right. But that's when also the tap dance man, the father's demon was uh, made present, like made actually known. Um, what, what were your thoughts, Baylor, during that episode, during that part of the episode? Yo, that shit came out of nowhere, first of all. <laughs> when I seen him up there on stage, I said, what the hell is going on? Then I thought about it, I was like, yo, he the only one that, is he the only one that can see this shit? Like, nobody else sees it? Because I thought, I thought that was a, a real performer. Right, I thought they hired, like, I was like, okay, they have the, the Black musicians, did they really exactly. do this? Wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. But then, you know, by the time you finish everything, you realize, like, yo, he was dealing with this a lot. And he was dealing with it in in, in situations where, like, just... Wait, so I, I'm, not, I'm not sure which episode that was where he... Um, where he just gave in, and that was when he was in the neighborhood. Remember, he was in the neighborhood. Oh yeah, when, when he, he was um, in the car. When he, yeah, I don't on, si- yeah. on, on the sidewalk. When he was in mm-hmm. the sidewalk, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
Because he was like, you're not going to do it. Yeah, yeah, and lo and behold, um, he just can't take it. Episode five, he just can't take it no more. But if you notice the the interesting thing about um, the interesting thing about the demons in the in their characters that they're that that they're facing with is that even if you watch the tap dance man and the father the father started acknowledging the tap dance man started communicating with the tap dance man Uh then started imitating the tap dance man because even if you look at um if you look at their conversation when they're talking in the diner they started mimicking each other's movements Mm -hmm. that's crazy you picked up on that i thought i was tripping (laughs) <laughs> no, I loved it. That, and that's why I knew what was up right there. But going back to what I was saying in the previous episode, it it take you there. It and that's why I knew it was in him. But man, it they do such a great job. Once again, such a great job with that. Because he, if you don't have a if you never had a person in your life, I wouldn't say a friend, but a person that's been in your life that does this. Congratulations. It's it's beautiful. But if you never had an instigator in your life that just was never I've had people like that that I thankfully and I've ruled out and I had to cut them off. But just I mean that tap like legit the tap dancing man, you know. But once again, I, I and a lot of things I can say here, I'm gonna I'm pull it right back to myself that I that's gonna say. It's hard for me to watch it because I take it so much within myself within this show, this series. But that you won't do it, you know, bust them, you know, the whole the fingers is wild. Well, what about um, what about I want to say the episode six where the daughter. the daughter, you know, was trying to. Basically, what we were seeing was her daughter. Her daughter wants, to, obviously, wants to be accepted. She wants to be a cheerleader. Well, yeah, uh, that was toward the end of episode six. Do you have that um, that episode? I can pull it up. Yeah, Show it me. was toward the end of. That was wild. What were yeah. you going to say, Bailey? No, just that was what you just said. Like the fact yeah. that. Um, you I can't, re- I can't remember that was six or what. Are you talking about um, that was surrounding there? Oh, I'm checking now. Oh, in the episode. Okay, no, 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 no. I know what you're talking about. The other part, the sidewalk is in episode six, too. Oh, there's a lot of good stuff in episode six. I'm just scrolling through right now. Woo. A lot. Episode six, when things—that's when things started to come to a head, and there was there was a lot going on. the The baby girl, uh, the baby girl was in school, cat in the uh, bag, not being able to say her the pledge of allegiance all the way through. The father uh, was demoted and wanted to take revenge, and then the girl was in this scene. I'm be honest, it was like three, four o'clock in the morning. I did not watch this scene all the way through because I after I saw them people, I was like, yeah, so I'm just gonna fast forward to this part real quick. Yeah, that scene was crazy right yeah. there. You can go ahead and hit play. I may be racially blind, but I thought they were all the same thing. I'm going to be honest with you. Our voice will shine. Our voice will shine tonight. All down the line. When the sun goes down and the moon comes up. Our voice will shine. Our voice will shine tonight. Our voice will shine. See this camera work right here? 
Mm. Welcome to the Upside Down. That part, yeah, that part killed me right there. Can we keep playing this? Like, you like this part? <laughs> I couldn't tell if he was sober or drunk on rage. Man, I, but you see that the 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 juices and berries at the top, right? Yeah, it's hey, did you see it though? That's that blue magic shit. Yeah, you dig. That's that Murray's. If yeah. that when that when you buy a fresh, um, little new tin of Murray's. Hey, Murray's was so thick that I used to have to rub it and then put my hand over the pilots, <laughs> soften it up, and then yeah, so it's just oil instead of thick. Yeah, thick, for real. Uh, I'll use Murray's wax just to just a little bit. I used to. I don't use it anymore. It's too thick. We didn't really use Murray's in our house, so we use Sporting Way. Sporting Way smells like deodorant. Hey, this shit smacked though. Mur- got, got me rubbing my head again when I had them boys swimming. <laughs> Murray, <laughs> guys, I do not regret being bald, but man, for whatever reason, I'm just like Murray. Murray smells like a damp fruit cake. Excuse me. I said, excuse me. That slump in his Can back right you? there. Showed me he was about to do something wild. Boy, what are you doing around here? Minding my damn business. Look at me when I'm talking to you. That's when you know you're going to get fucked up right there. With me. Sorry, sir. Must have got lost. I'd say so. Wonder how heavy those cars were. You see how different that neighborhood looks compared to the one that he stays in. Mm-hmm. And how heavy them cars look. At look. That root beer. Ooh, root beer color. Yes. Wow. Hmm. Fresh myself up. Right, oh, bitch. Like. Walk away real quick. Oh, I fell asleep in his hat. You need me to carry you. One thing we know is the that she gonna walk fast. in those hills. Not as big as he though. She's so sweet. That's talent. This, I mean, this episode had the girl seeing Miss Vera at school, the father being demoted and seeing the tap dance man for standing up for introducing himself to the director, the the daughter, who. The daughter trying out for a cheer squad. Like, she didn't ask any questions. Why are we in a basement? I'm going to say this. Uh, Because this is, and I think this is why the older, the older daughter, her, her issue stood out to me because, um, all right, so my little daughter, you know, we buy her, she likes Barbies, right? Mm and you know, uh, recently Disney started to to uh, mix the gumble up a little bit. Started to add some flavor to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, with some with some with, with, a, <laughs> with some with some characters, right? Right, right. Um, and I, you know, sometimes and and I and I got my wife's back on this too. We'll go somewhere and we'll see like you know cups. You, um, you know, for my daughter that have these characters on them. Mm-hmm. And she, and my the first thing my wife says, she's like, oh, baby would love this. And then sometimes she will hesitate on getting it because she wants to look for 
a version that's in black. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And knowing that this uh, young girl just, she battled with not just her looks, but what she thought she needed to look like. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, this took place, you know, at that time and you fast forward and my wife is trying to look for a black version of this Barbie or the character on this cup. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That makes it hard. Um, and it makes it hard, especially now we have, like, I like that we have like this renaissance of the accept the acceptance of black hair, of melanated skin. I mean, we still have bleaching creams, we still have straighteners, we still have all these things, but I like that there is a newness of acceptance, especially amongst the babies, uh, where parents are being more conscious, like your wife, of, you know, let me see if they have it in black. Let me see if there is a character that's reflective of what my daughter looks like so that she sees herself not as the help, not as the maid, not as uh, um, insignificant, but sees herself in that winning spot where, whereas before it's like, well, you know, we didn't, growing up, we didn't see ourselves really doing anything heroic or doing anything great or doing anything that's worth mentioning, you know, other than being like a side character or the comedy relief or whatever, uh -huh. you know? Um, but I think that that's a struggle that a lot of parents have. Um, Cause my sister talks to me about that all the time of just like um, my, my niece, she's, nope, she'll be, it's 2000. Yeah, so she'll be seven. And from, and the last like two years or so, uh, or not, yeah, so the last two years, she's been really going through a lot with her hair because just like Bailey, she has a lot of hair. And it's like, well, I want my hair straight because she watched Liv and Maddie. She watches uh, Jesse. She watches all these other shows where it's white girls and they can wear their hair straight and it looks fine because it's straight. It's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, that's not, your hair don't do that like that. This, this, is not, this is not how your hair looks. It's not how it's going to be. It's not going to be right. Right. So I mean, putting, her, putting characters in front of her that, you know, that may look like Moana or look like Tiana or look like... Um, characters that have afros or um, ponytails that are represent or locks even hair love you know having having more inclusive characters that represent what their hair looks like i mean i mean prior to um prior to i don't think i, I will say this too i don't think we've never had the conversation with our kids when it comes to Halloween, and I feel like y'all know where I'm going with this. Like, if my son dresses up as Iron Man, we don't think nothing of it. Like, yo, he's he's dressing up as Iron Man. But let's let's reverse it though. And do you think it crosses a parent's mind if their white child wants to be Black Panther? If That's a good uh, does it, would a white parent consider that? No, 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 not even consider. What, what do you think? It, does something go through their head knowing, because when, when Black Panther came out, we all supported it yeah. beyond, <laughs> you know? Oh, what I mean? There were so, a lot of white kids who wanted to come and beat T'Challa. Like, yeah, and that's what I said. I wouldn't knock that. I wouldn't right. I'd be yeah. cool because that's showing our, that's, hell, that's what they do anyway, first and foremost, but it, I, I look at it as a sign of respect, you know? That's me because T'Challa is a comic book character. We dress up as Superman. We dress up as Spider-Man, even though we have black variations of we it. We did not dress up as Superman. We got a towel and, and <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't want to be no damn Superman. And put on some underwear. We, put on we, some underwear. we dress as black man. I'm Batman. Like, but oh no. But so I, that that's something I don't know if people think about it, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be on no 
social media, this white boy dressing up as Black Panther, T'Challa, you know, I ain't about to do that because I'm going to follow the same category as these racist white folks, you know? But same thing where the, the, the thought process when I know people was mad about having a Black Spider-Man, you know, with Miles Morales. And some people make jokes about what if they made a white shaft? Okay, make a white shaft. That's a fictional character. I ain't gonna care. Oh, you know what I mean? You know, if that's something and that's you as far as they can go because they know it's not gonna hit. Not yeah, gonna hit. It, me. Cause the things that Shaq is able to do, a lot of what he's able to do is because he's black. The he's cool. That he's he cool. To go in, right. Like he's it's cool. because he's black, he's able to do those things. If if we were if they would make a white shaft, who would you want the white shaft to be? Who you want to play as now? Will Farrell. Thank you. Thank you. You you my dog. You my dog. Cause I'm like, I need somebody to say Will Ferrell here. That's what we're gonna pull us see. And as I, I said, only only person I could see being a white shaft is Will Ferrell. That's it. It is absolutely gonna be a comedy. It's gonna go from a drama to a comedy. Dude, I would Real be cool. I, I would I, when I tell you take my money, I would see that in a heartbeat. I've seen all the shafts. Hey, let me, let me, I'm, I'm gonna tell the community now. I'm telling the black delegation now. Um, Will Ferrell was never invited to the uh the barbecue, he was already there. Hey, and we, and we said he could stay, and he was legit just like, I'm here. <laughs> like, he just like, I'm here. I'm glad well, you said barbecue and not cookout, but go, but go ahead, go ahead. Go do, ahead. Y'all, do y'all have any uh final thoughts before we wrap up about episodes uh four through six? Oof. Because I mean, there uh, well, was a, there was a I, lot that happened, a lot that took place. Okay. I think I think okay. you said it. I think you said it best in a nutshell is that everything came to an head. Yeah. You know what I mean, and now this is just after after six. It's like it's time to wrap wrap this up. What is this going to look like? And, and mm-hmm. clean, just quickly, they talked a lot about Betty's backstory. Do we give a fuck about Betty? Do we want to share that with our people? No, but I think okay, that, cool. I think I think that <laughs> I think that episode was important uh, for many reasons. One of the reasons why you said hurt people hurt people, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. And the crazy part is, I thought it was very important that they showed that background of her life because, as ugly and nasty as she was to this black family. Her family's worse. Is crazy, is and it was her own people. Yeah, it just continued to show how evil and the down and the downfall, the downfall of her life. And I'm gonna people. I'm and I'm gonna give. I'm gonna go ahead and tell the people what's happening. So episode six, you show Betty was trying to get money from her father. She has has not been in touch with her father in some time, and her father seemed like she's back. He was happy to see her. Because he, once again, she's trying to get money to move out the neighborhood, you know, um, to, buy, to sell the house, get a new house, whatever the case may be. She can go to daddy. Daddy, big money, big dollars, got a big ass house, whatever. Um, I'm assuming that was her mother or stepmother or something, but she was a bitch. It, it was her, it was, it was a mother figure. Okay. Yeah. Whether it was step or her actual mom. biological. Yeah. But either way, come to find out, um, seemed like Betty been getting molested by her daddy, and which is get, one of the reason why not, she's not just molested. Well, that he whole that she, was, well, well, I was getting fucked by daddy. I don't know how to say it, but, but and that's the only way. Like she asked for money, and he was like, "Okay, I give you the money. How about after, you go upstairs and I take a shower?" Bath, and it's like, and it was yeah, bad. But it, but it made sense. It made sense why she was so like uncomfortably rigid sitting mm-hmm. in the living room talking to her and why why the mother figure was so pissed with her mm-hmm. because if the dad was so uh engulfed in who she was and, and missed her so much and wanted to be with her and denied the mother any affection or whatever because he wanted to be with his daughter and then the mother in turn was pissy with the daughter because of that um, then that make that family dynamic makes sense. It's not right, but it makes sense. Yeah. But this is the interesting, this is what was interesting about it. You say hurt people hurt people. This woman went through hell 
to try to make somebody else's life a living hell. Mm-hmm. She talked with the milkman. The milkman said, yeah, I was gonna hey, say if, that you ever, if you ever need something, just help me, just let me know and I can help you. Okay, great. She goes to her bank account, finds out that her husband has squandered a majority of the money. Mm-hmm. Then she has to go to her father. Her father is like, yeah, I'll help you, but let me give you this bath first. And she gets to the point of taking her shoes off about to let this happen before she snaps back to reality to say that she doesn't want to do this. Oof, that is if I can, I've never hated I, anybody that much in my life. What did what did Papa used to say? Um I can't I can't uh stand this shit no more. Like that's all I can stand. I can't stand this shit. If that was if I if all I can I can't take it no more. It was a person, it would be Betty. <laughs> Betty said, "Once he, once she seen that second towel, hear what I'm saying, listeners. Were they taking a bath together? Right, come on now. Listen, he he went to go. He's rolling up his sleeves. He sat in the Monka, water. Monka Shannon's face. I, I cannot wait till we get to the last episode, so I could just her own people. That's all I'm gonna say. Her own. Listen, people. but she but she went through all of these steps." To first, she wanted them out. Then, because she saw her other people, because it was uh, some of the other neighbor ladies, they came together for their Tupperware party and decided that they were uh, going to talk at the meeting. But the other ladies were like, "Well, we're we're going to go ahead and move out." And she wanted to do the same, but she couldn't because her husband took a majority of the money. So it was back to Daddy Warbucks yeah. to see if she can get money from him. So. Um, her her subplot is we'll I mean we'll see what happens at the end. What I say is justified. It's it's what I will say is that it's interesting uh how bad she wants to uh mm-hmm. hurt these people or make these people pay or make or get out or whatever. Like she is desperate. It's the it's the whole bully syndrome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's, oh. And to me, and, I, and to me, this is the second best storyline in the series. I think it's one of the best. I ain't gonna say the best, but <laughs> I, think, I think it's one of it's the a most storyline. I, I want to say this one of the most important storylines of, of the uh, series. Yeah, I can agree. Drake, you got anything? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna say nothing. Okay. All right, thank y'all so much for watching another episode of Black Horror Humor. I'm your host, Leah, joined by Drake and Baylor. Be sure to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at BHH Podcast and on Instagram at Black Horror Humor. Also follow us on YouTube and wherever podcasts can be found. That's where we are. Please be sure to tune in next week to episode three, where we wrap up and give our final thoughts about episodes seven, eight, nine, and 10 of them. And if you haven't already, check it out. But if you don't want to watch it, I don't blame you. Tell somebody watch else just, to watch just it. Watch, just watch us watch this. <laughs> yeah. And you'll get watch it. Watch us get watch it. it. Yes, that's it. You'll get it. It's, it's okay. But yeah, y'all be safe. Keep them lights on. And we'll talk to y'all later. Peace.